Hi, I'm Barbara Seelig Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. What I want you to do is put on your bunny slippers, pour a glass of wine, and cook a great meal with me. I'm Barbara Seelig Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. Today's show is very special to me because I have a very dear friend who's going to teach me how to cook some typical Roman dishes. Hi, Val. Hi, this Barb. is my friend Val Brzezinski. Val and I have been good friends for a long time. In fact, I refer to Val and his lovely wife, Lori, as my dream friends because we've just been such close friends for so long. So, Val, before we start, of course, we need to have a little bit of wine. Oh, so, can, always ready. Would you put on your bunny slippers for me? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, we're going to put on our bunny slippers, pour a glass of wine, and cook some great Roman dishes for you. My wife and I always use our bunny slippers at home. Ever <laughs> Cheers. since we've learned about stress free cooking. All right, so, Val, tell us what we're going to make today. Awesome. Well, today what we're going to do is we're going to do, as uh, Barb's chalkboard shows there, a typical Roman meal uh, made up of a couple of three different dishes. And one of the things I like about this meal is that for non-professional cooks like myself, this is a lot of this stuff is what we can make ahead of time. Uh, which, which is great for entertaining. Which makes it great for entertaining and, and a lot easier and much more stress-free for And also, I chef. think when you are not stressed as the host or hostess, your guests are much more relaxed. Oh, makes it makes it tons and tons easier. Right. No, no doubt about it. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with a typical Italian first course, and this would be a very, very traditional Roman first course. It's called Bucatini alla Romana or Bucatini alla Matriciana. And this is something that comes specially out of the city of Rome. Tell us about the Bucatini. The Bucatini, long, very hard pasta with a hole in the middle. Got a lot of chew. For those folks that don't like a soft, mushy pasta, it's not gonna happen with a Bucatini and it's gonna give you really a nice nice chew. The little hole in the middle sucks up a little bit of the sauce right. as you go. So it's it's really a perfect pasta for this. So what do you need me to do first? So this is again in this in the philosophy of stress-free cooking this pasta this sauce is extremely easy. Okay. A couple of different ingredients a little onion, a little garlic, a little pancetta, some crushed red pepper, and tomato sauce and you're ready to rip. So the first thing we're going to do is render the pancetta, which basically means melt it down a little bit until it becomes a little crunchy. We're going to just put it in a in a pot, let it just kind of render a little. Actually, a little olive oil will never hurt as well, so we can put a drop of that in yeah, there. Yeah, pancetta's so well, low in fat yeah. that you do sometimes need to add a little oil to help it brown. Yeah. So let's talk about chopping onions. So I cut the stem end off the onion. And I've cut it in half so that I have a flat surface so my onion will not roll away from me. Peel off the skin. And then what I'm going to do is make some horizontal cuts. And actually, this is a small half, so I don't need too many. Vertical cuts, keeping the root end intact so that the onion stays together. And then I just cut across the top. And if I feel any of my chop is too large, I just go over it again with a chef's knife, whoop, whoop. and spill the 
pepper, but that's okay. That's okay, we'll use it. That's okay. It's It happens at home. Okay, Absolutely. so you want this onion just on the side, correct? We're going to have that on the side. Okay. We're going to do the same with the, with same the, with the uh, garlic. With the garlic. Okay, get rid of the onion skins. Keep your cutting boards as clean as possible so you have lots of room to work. Take a clove of garlic with the skin on it. Place the chef's knife on top. Give it a good whack and the skin comes right off. And it's already partially chopped. So there's your garlic. You want two cloves? Let's put two in, yeah. Why not? And of course, if your clove of garlic is really small, you're gonna need maybe three or four. If your clove of garlic is really large, you might only need one. So we have our um, very high quality crushed tomatoes ready here. And it's really important to have everything ready when you're cooking. Everything measured out, everything chopped in advance, and that way when you're cooking, you don't end up burning the garlic or forgetting to put something into the dish. So Val, I think the pancetta looks like it's nice and brown. It is indeed. So do you want to add the onion? Absolutely, and All there's right. enough olive oil in there to saute the onions and the garlic, so we're in good shape. Okay, so onions and garlic at the same time? At the same, no. Onions first, we sweat the onions a little bit. Don't want to... Don't want to take a chance of overcooking the garlic because it gets bitter if it gets too cooked, although there's enough moisture in there where it might not. But I don't think the garlic would burn in that. No, but, it won't burn. You know, that's okay. At this point, I'm going to put in a little bit of this stuff. and Which is, this stuff is this, crushed red pepper. Absolutely, crushed red pepper. <laughs> okay. And I, I like a lot of it, but uh, to taste. Can I add the garlic? You can add the garlic. Go for it. Good to go. And that's, except for the tomatoes, that's it That's it for the ingredients. Everything okay. else is... is so you want to cook this down a little bit before you add the tomatoes. We're gonna, yeah, so we're, we're not going to brown the onions. We're just going to soften them a little bit. Just soften them up. Okay. So a couple sweat. minutes, two to three minutes. Let them sweat a little bit. Okay. And then the sauce goes in and let it do its magic. So let me take the lid off. And, and I'm going to add about a tablespoon of salt. Is that... Well, the Italian rule is you need to make the water as salty as the ocean when you're cooking pasta. Okay. So that's fine. It, but I like to go a little low salt, so we'll okay. add a tablespoon. There you go. Okay. So the water's boiling, so why don't you go ahead and put the pasta in there? All right, so I'm going to put the lid back on just to make sure that the water comes back to a boil immediately. There you go. The more quickly the water comes back to a boil, the less sticking or chance of sticking you have with Absolutely. your pasta. We're ready to go. Ready for tomatoes? Yeah, okay. The, can you hand me that spoon so I can pour the tomatoes Absolutely. over the there back of the spoon so that they don't splash all over my kitchen? What a neat trick. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. See, that's, that's why I'm friends with you, because you teach me all these <laughs> wonderful little things. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah. now we're going to simmer this, what, Just 10, 15 10, minutes? 10, 15 minutes. So people think that sauces need to cook a really long time. Not, these, not this kind of a sauce. If you're going to do a meat sauce, where you're going to put a lot of meat ingredients in there, some beef, some, uh, some sausage, some meatballs, or whatever, that's the kind of sauce that you want to have simmer so on a Sunday the, afternoon it's for the hours. the meat sauces that need the longer cooking time. Okay. The, the fresh tomato products, the fresh tomato sauces. And of course, if your ingredients are really fresh and of high quality, you need to cook them less. Absolutely. Okay. So. so while this simmers and while our pasta cooks, and the pasta is going to cook maybe 10 minutes or so, I know that overcooked pasta is absolutely one of your pet peeves. We've uh, had this discussion many times. Uh, so you've checked the bucatini, yep. and it appears to be done to you. It's done to me, but it should be a little underdone because after it gets drained, as we're going to do now, 
We're going to put it in the sauce, and it's going to cook for the last couple of minutes in the sauce, in the sauce itself. Right. And, and again, that is really sinful to... Now, do you want to save any of the pasta cooking water? We do indeed. Okay, so we'll grab a, a ladle and put a little of that on the side so that when we put the dish together, if we need the pasta cooking liquid to tie it all together, we'll have some. Sometimes, sometimes the sauce I'll will get that. a little bit thick and a little pasta water added to the sauce will lighten it up a little bit right. and make it just Plus right. Plus the so. starch really brings it together. Right. Okay. And the larger version of that would be perciatelli. Perciatelli, yeah. There's also a version of, of bucatini that looks like a bucatini that they make in Tuscany called Pici. Pici. P-I-C-I. I've actually made Pici myself. And they are, that's a pasta that you want to talk about al dente, you want to talk about a pasta that's gonna, that's gonna give you a chew, that is serious, serious chew. Peachy is basically a long hand-rolled spaghetti, and each piece is rolled on a cutting, on a board, exactly. by hand. Exactly. So it's a very, it is very dense, it's very chewy. Very yeah. chewy. That looks beautiful. My wife and I absolutely fell in love with peachy when we went to Tuscany a few years back. This is Pecorino Romano. You don't want to put Parmesan in a, a Roman, Roman dish. dish. You want to use Roman Pecorino, or Pecorino Romano, Romano, as it's known. And you want to grind up as much as you like. And it's, grind it, or uh, grate it. Grate it, I should say. When it's time to use it, because you get a lot more flavor and a lot more freshness from your cheese if you buy a piece and grate it when it's time to use exactly. it. Exactly. And this is ready to go. Now, if you want more pecorino, more cheese in it, you can certainly do it. Nothing stopping you from adding a little more on top. Okay, we a, so we have a plate right over there for you. We have a plate right here. Okay, and that looks beautiful. We're gonna nest up a little so bit. So our first course is ready. And there you are. And I am just gonna grab a fork for us to taste. All right. One for you, one for me. And it's beautiful, and it's very hot. You realize stopping after one taste is oh my a God. difficult thing. That is so good. That's amazing. And so quick. And I love the bucatini. The bucatini actually has got a lighter taste to it than I thought. And it's got just the right amount of chew. And really, one of the reasons I like this and I suggested it, because it goes really along with your stress-free cooking thing. Yes, it's, yes, it does. It's it, quick. Couldn't it's be fresh. much simpler. It's easy. It's terrific. And it's this is terrific. authentic Italian. Okay. There we go. Thank you. So. Quite welcome. Our first course is done. Time to go on to the second course. Okay. One of the reasons that this is this has become our go-to dinner when my wife and I have company at home because of the simplicity of the ingredients, the ease of preparation, and for you folks that get a little stressed with cooking. These next two courses, the bulk of them, you can do way ahead of time if need be, particularly the greens course that we're going to do next. Uh, and we're going to start with that because this is a course that you can cook and then actually let stand aside, work to room temperature, let it sit to room temperature, and if you even if you even want to do it, you can let it sit out there for a couple of three hours, and it is still very, very good and fine. Because there's nothing serve. in there to spoil. Nothing, really. nothing right. in there to spoil. My biggest challenge when I make this at home 
is I make it, I let it sit aside, and, and I then have you to, want to nibble. I have to stop from eating half <laughs> right. of it before right. before I get there. So what we're gonna what we're gonna make here is we're gonna make a steamed broccolini. A lot of folks don't like uh, broccoli rabe because it's a little bit bitter. This recipe, as my mother taught it to me, is a recipe that was classically made with broccoli rabe. Okay. However, uh, I've kind of altered it a little bit because my wife doesn't like broccoli rabe. We use broccolini, works just as well. Simplicity of ingredients, you've got some broccolini, a couple of bunches here, just a little bit of garlic, a little bit of crushed red pepper, and two or three bay leaves. And those are fresh bay leaves. These are fresh bay leaves, which I've become a fan of lately. I've tried. I've tried the fresh bay leaves in a recipe, and mm, I, I swear great. I'll never go back to the dried ones. They're right. wonderful when you can get them. Okay, easy enough. A little bit of olive oil, bottom of the pan. You can tell me when. Good enough, right there. You don't need a lot because these veggies are going to be steamed. Okay. So, a little bit of olive oil. We've got some garlic that Barb has already uh, coarsely chopped for us. We're going to put that in there. We're going to put a little bit of, again. Crushed red pepper? I'm a crushed red pepper freak, so I put in a lot, but I put in as much as you like to taste. We're just going to let the garlic cook just a minute. cook a minute. Until you smell it. And Til that's usually it. a good guideline. When you start to smell the garlic, that's exactly a safe right. place to add other ingredients. Exactly right. Now, the other thing that you need to be a little careful of, cooks at home, is you want to rinse you want to rinse the product, obviously, before you put it in, but oil and water Don't are not a very nice combination. So you've got to be careful as you put the rinsed product in that it doesn't splatter up at you. So you could put this in a salad spinner to dry it or wrap it up in a towel to dry it, but really you don't want to put it sopping wet into the oil because exactly. it'll spot. You'll get a lot of splatter. Okay. That's Barb, a good point. We're ready to go. Okay. We so you want me to it, add this? Just put it in there, and what you're going to do next is just Swirl it around a little bit. And I'll let you do that with the top. Yep. This doesn't it doesn't get any easier than this. You just get a little bit of the oil on it. Okay. Okay, now you're gonna steam that with next step. Chicken is stock? Chicken stock. Or vegetable stock. Or vegetable stock, really. Either one okay. will work. Put it down. And you wanna get about a quarter of an inch down at the bottom of the pan. That was maybe the equivalent of maybe three quarters of a cup in there. You want to take your bay leaves, you want to put those in there, kind of mix them around. I like to get them down at the bottom of the pan, if you can. A little salt. And we like to pinch, because a pinch is about an eighth of a teaspoon. There you go. So two pinches, two one pinches, pinch. Two, two pinches, two pinches is good. So about a quarter there you teaspoon. Go. And a little black pepper at this point even is not a bad thing. Okay. A few turns. Your veggie side dish is essentially, at this point, done. All you need to do is you put the cover on it, you let it steam for about maybe 10 minutes, and you have to be careful because every time I've done this, the broccoli or the broccoli rabe will steam at a different time. Right. Depending on. So you want to taste it till it's your desired doneness. Exactly. Really, because some people exactly. like their veggies crispy, some people like them really mushy. Don't forget, if you overcook them, you spoil some of the, you you lose some of the nutritional value. Okay. So while that's simmering, I'm going to just move things around here a little, Val. Okay. So let's put this over here, out of the way. All righty. All right. And then I'm going to move our pasta. And you're going to be ready to do the veal. Yep. Okay, so let's put the pasta out of the way. Okay, we're 
put that there. And this we don't need anymore. We'll put that here. Okay. So let's go over the ingredients for the veal salt in boca. And tell us about the name veal salt in boca. Salt in boca. Salt in boca is literally translated from the Italian. It means jump in your mouth. And uh, the reason this is Roman night is because the classic saltimbocca is always referred to as saltimbocca alla Romana, Roman style. However, I have to tell you that I learned this recipe again from mom who was from Puglia, which is way far away from Rome, but it's still attributed to the Romans. Right. So, and it's, again, the essence of simplicity. You got three or four ingredients in this thing. You got a little veal, you have a little prosciutto, some fresh picked sage, and then let's, we'll talk about how we're gonna saute it in, uh, in just a couple of minutes, because you have some options. Do you need this. some toothpicks for that? We need some toothpicks. Okay. We also need our dredging flour, because we're gonna dredge it up, and that's All an right. option as well. I'm gonna get you some flour. Okay, uh, in the meantime, I'll tell you a little bit about your options here. Uh, once we make the basic uh, piece of veal, you have your choice of either sauteing them in olive oil alone, butter alone, which is what my mother used to do, or a combination of olive oil and butter. And I'm gonna, I like, I prefer a combo of a little bit of oil and a little and bit little of butter. butter. And okay. a little butter. And the good thing about the oil and the butter is the oil brings up the smoke point of the butter. It does. Additionally, you have your choice. You can decide to not dredge it in flour, or you can. If you, if you don't use the flour, then you won't really be able to make a little bit of the sauce that we're gonna make with a little bit of the white wine at the end, but that's okay too. Uh, your preference when you experiment with this at home, decide which way you like it best. We're gonna do it with the full, the full works today. We're okay, gonna, we're gonna... all right, well let's get started. Okay, very easy, piece of veal, you don't have to do anything special to it. You don't have to pound it. Let's get a, a little bit bigger one. You don't have to do anything that fancy. Piece of well, veal. Well, if you buy good scallopini from the leg, it should be nice and thin. If it's not nice and thin, just pound it a little bit. Exactly. Because you do want it nice and exactly. thin. Otherwise, it could be a little bit tough. Okay. This is also a, uh, a dish that I don't use, particularly use salt at first, because we're putting prosciutto on Which it. Which is salted. Prosciutto is very salted to begin with. So. Okay, and a piece of sage, and at this point you have the ingredients. You need a toothpick, you need to just fasten the toothpick to the sage and the meat, and you're done. At this point, you can take this, lay it on a plate. If you wanna make it the day before, put it in the refrigerator, cover it up, cover with, it up. Uh, with some saran wrap, and you're, you're done. So some of your uh, prep can be done a day ahead. It's you, not, I mean, it's not very time consuming, but if you're the type of person that likes to know that it's all ready, then you can do that a day ahead. Minimizes your stress. Right, which is good. There you go. Start out with a couple of tablespoons of olive oil and a couple of tablespoons of butter. You might find that you're gonna have to add more oil and butter as you keep on making them. Uh, I've had situations and occasions where I've made dozens of these at a time, and so you need to right. have- Right, and sometimes have, you need to even start over and clean the pan up a little a bit A little too. bit, exactly. But the thing about Italian cooking this, also it's not always specific ingredient amounts that drive good Italian cooking. Yeah. You need to develop a feel for it too, exactly. I think. Exactly, exactly. 
and and this is this is very forgiving. I mean, right? Uh, you can use, see that, yeah. That's, yeah. If you use three tablespoons of olive oil, what's the difference? Or, or, there's nothing to go wrong. Yeah. So we're just going to wait for this oil to, to heat up, for the butter to start to fizzle a little bit. Okay. So this is ready to go. We're going to dredge these a little bit. All-purpose flour. There's nothing in here. No. Nope. Dredge it, shake it, and we're ready to go. You want me to pop it in the pan, or I'll get it. There you go. They don't take very long. It'll be uh, maybe a minute or two on each side. Right. You don't want to overcook it. You don't want to overcook it. Okay. I'll let you just. I'll put them on the side, and you can okay. grab them. There we go. Okay. Great. They're beautiful. They're going to be. They're going to be tasty, especially when you, when we add a little bit of wine and uh, deglaze the pan at the end and toss a little of that juice on top. It's going to be a lovely thing. And we're using a really nice Roman wine called Frascati, which is a nice light dry yep. white wine from the town of Frascati right outside of Rome. Yep. Okay, so we're done with this? We're done. Okay. Okay. Ooh, it's smelling great. It's, it's, Looks great. It's smells great. It's getting there. Okay, Barb, I think we need tongs because these look okay. like they're Okay, I have about, one right here for you. Nice clean set of tongs. Oh yeah. Oh, that's perfect. And we're gonna we're gonna flip them around one more time at the end, just to get a little bit of a crunch on the uh, on the sage and the prosciutto. But you can see these are almost fully cooked Beautiful. at this point. It's it's quick. It's easy. Yeah, it looks great. There you go. And you're gonna need some white wine. We're going to need some white wine when we pull these out yep. so that we can deglaze and, and make a little juice. And then juice. we're plate and ready to go. Plate and ready to go. Okay. They so look great. Oh, I love See how nice and, and brown that is. Nice and brown, a little crunch on the, Perfect. On the sage. Yes, that looks these great. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Go. There we go. I'd be thrilled if somebody put that in front of me. <laughs> Next step, we're going to add, Barb, just a little bit of wine. We're okay. Going to, Tell me when. Just go for it. That's good. Right there. Okay. We're going to let that reduce just a pinch. The residual flour that's in there from the dredging is going to thicken, thicken it the up sauce. a little bit. Perfect. What could be easier? You're done. You're done. Why don't we grab a serving plate? Okay. Okay, and we'll plate one of these with the broccoli right. and let everyone see how it's going to look with okay. a little sauce. With a little sauce, and we'll get a little spoon here. We have... Actually, I think we need... Two on there. Okay, a little sauce. Oh, look at that on there. Oh, yummy. And how about some broccolini? Coming up. One. It looks so pretty when you leave Two. the broccolini whole, too, I think. Absolutely. There you go. Okay. So there we have it our veal salt and bocca alla romana with our Val's broccolini. Steamed broccolini. Okay. So Val, I wanted to show you this cake. I took a cooking class in Rome in Trastevere, and this was considered a typical Roman cake. It's ricotta cheese, it has some dark chocolate chips, eggs, flour, sugar, and vanilla, and it's sort of a very simple version of a cheesecake. Wow. So I thought you might enjoy Oops. having a bite of this, I'm gonna let you help yourself, having Looks a bite yummy. of this typical Roman cake. And I loved it because I learned how to make it just in Rome. That is exquisite. That is mm. really... Isn't that great? That's worthy of a Roman table. It is. I love this cake because mm. it's, it's a lighter version of a cheesecake. Exactly right, yes. And, and the chocolate adds just the right, the right little 
complexity to it. It's wonderful. Right. It's really well, great. Val, thank oh. you so much for being my guest on Stress-Free Cooking today. I really enjoyed cooking with you, as I always do. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope you'll come back again sometime. Anytime you want me. And thank you Glad for joining us today on Stress-Free Cooking.